I'm Mighty Q-Dog, and you're listening to The Cartridge Club. Weekly. Weekly. You think that'll sound funny in the mic? Who knows? I move my my head in case anybody's wondering. That should make it really easy for me to sync up the start of the show, how I always do when we say weekly, though. Are we supposed to say it together? No, but I use your sound clips Ah. on both. Weekly. Change that. Weekly. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cartridge Club Weekly. If you are new to the Cartridge Club, let me briefly explain what we are. (laughs) Cartridge Club is a. Cartridge Club is a community of online content creators and gamers, uh, collectors, generally good people of all generations, uh, spread across the globe. We get together, we play games together, we talk about games, uh, we go to conventions, we have a general good time. This is our weekly news show where we cover gaming news as well as the happenings within the club. Uh, You can look forward to us talking about some of the podcast videos and blogs that have happened in our community, Mm. as well as uh, a brief topic and then answering some questions. Mm. Uh, We're going to open up with gaming news, though, general news. If any of these topics don't interest you, please feel free to make use of the hyperlinks in the description below. You can skip to whichever topic you like. Wow, you put hyperlinks in? Yeah, I have been for like four months. I am very impressed with the editing being done lately. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, so I'm player one. This is my brother, player two. We're gonna jump into some gaming news. Let's do it. Let's start it off. You got anything? Yeah. First up, I have uh, the uh, the president uh, of Platinum Games, mm. Hideki Kamiya. I saw. I had you written all over this one when I saw it. Yeah, he came out and he said uh, Nier Automata may have saved the company. Boom. Platinum was was hurting. Yeah. So um, their latest releases had been Star Fox Zero, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, mutants in Manhattan or something along those lines. I think that's right. Um, and they were both uh, critical and commercial flops. Bum, bum, and immediately following that, Microsoft came out and canceled Scalebound. Things were looking yeah. grim. That Scalebound one, I think, hurt them a lot. Yeah. So it was a. I mean, questions were being raised. Like, has Platinum lost its edge? What's going on here? Uh, will they be able to attain the quality that they had with with the Bayonetta franchise or Vanquish? And then uh, along came uh, Yoko Taro and Nier Automata. Boom. And right back on the middle. Yeah, man. I cannot wait to get into Nier. Yeah, it's pretty good. Dude. You, want, you, you can borrow my copy. Mm, yeah, I guess they're good. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten ending A twice, so. Mm. Oh. But uh, I'm happy with this because I like Platinum's games. I like their style. And I think it's good for the industry. More people making games is better than less people making games. That is that's a, that's a stone cold fact right there. That's what that fact. is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was shocked. I did not. I always picture. I always relate platinum with quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so hearing this news, I found it actually quite shocking. So, so there you go. The more you know. All right. What do you got? Did you see this new uh, Switch dock projector? No, I saw you had that uh, mm-hmm. listed so, there. So what is this? You put your Switch in the dock, mm-hmm. and you don't need a TV. Mm-hmm. You can take it wherever you want, and mm-hmm. it projects it onto the wall. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. That sounds fantastic. How portable is that now? That That is literally a home console portable. I, I don't even know how else to say it. That's a portable portable. That is a portable You can play Mario home. Kart on the side of a, bar, of a barn. You, you definitely could you probably have to plug it in how big is this and what's the lifespan like on the now is this an actual in-production thing or is this a hey here's an idea we had want to kickstart us i don't know i don't have the link here i don't know 
All right. <laughs> OJO is the is the uh, so the OJO switch projector. Yeah. So maybe uh, bear some looking into. It's not a product I would ever buy. I uh, if I'm taking no. my switch on the go, I'm playing it on the go. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. project it on the wall for all the world to see uh, my dirty business. But let's put it this way: Yeah, you're going to the next uh, cartridge club event somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you got to bring that dock. To, or you got to bring something to charge it anyway. You might as well bring that dock with you. I mean, you could uh, rent an Airbnb that has no television. This would come in handy. Yeah, you could, I guess. You could be pl- you could be sitting at Tim Hortons and playing this. Yeah, yeah. The crew, but actually, you could anyway because it has a screen built in. I don't understand. The U.S. crew uh, <laughs> plus flock of nerds didn't have a television in their Airbnb. This would have been fantastic oh, for them. Oh, look at that! That's exactly who this is for. Yeah. Who is it that didn't have it? The uh, Flock Boys? Yeah. Boy and Girl, I should say. The Flock Guys? The Flock Them gang? and all of the people from the U.S. Did Chris go? Did Chris go to the BGE? From, Chris, from no, Flock Talk? Not, no. Oh, Chris. Did nobody invite him again? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess not. Yeah. Ouch, um, ouch. So next up for me, I have Crackdown 3 delayed to 2018. Mm. Mm. So. Mm, mm, mm. How many delays is this for Crackdown? A lot. Uh, this game was first announced, I believe, in 2014. Now, in wow. the, in in Crackdown 3's defense, Breath of the Wild was delayed four times as well. So this game now is on pace to be as good as Breath of the Wild. Dude, if it comes out and it's as good as Breath of the Wild, I um, it's like take all the time you need. Yeah, Terry Crews. I, I I've been on the record many times as saying I'm all for delaying a game to make the game better and make the game good. Yeah. I hope that is the reason it's being delayed. And I sincerely hope the next announcement we hear from Microsoft is not this game has been canceled. Let me put another thing. Uh... That's weird. I just got a funny text. I just got a... Somebody... Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to ignore it. Who is this? What's going on? Sorry. Um, my mistake. I'm getting... A, somebody just texted me, do you ever listen to podcasts? And it's a number that's not my contacts. That's weird, right? Who gets... That is weird. That is weird. Anyway, moving on. As I'm recording, that's like Inception. Anyway. Podception. Um. Okay, so Crackdown 3. The thing about Crackdown 3 is it was going to be the launch title the big reason to get that xbox one x on on day one yeah uh how do you think that's gonna affect sales of the xbox one x i don't think crackdown's presence my nose is really itchy today i don't think crackdown's presence uh has any bearing on the sales of the xbox one really yeah people who were buying that console weren't buying it for crackdown 3 they were buying it because they want to be on the bleeding edge of technology Nobody was going, man, I really want to get the Xbox One X, so Terry Crews sounds better. <coughs> Nobody was. Dude, it's... Yeah, they were. They Dude, totally were. No. <laughs> they weren't. The Xbox One X sales will not be affected by this because it's already a smaller target audience. Mm, okay, so what's and the launch audience, title? What's the launch title with Xbox One X? There isn't one. Uh, any game that's been released for Xbox One. Halo 5. No way that is going to... Forza Horizon or Zero or whatever the, whatever the Forza game is with the Porsche. That's... Isn't that all? I don't know. <laughs> that those are the games, you know, Anthem in January. But Crackdown mm. games that are getting upresed for the Xbox One X are the reason you buy the Xbox One X. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I guess you know you you're not nope nobody. If now if I'm wrong, if you're listening to the show and you were like, man, I was all about the Xbox One X because of Crackdown Three, and now the Crackdown Three is delayed, I'm not getting it. <laughs> Please let me know that I'm wrong. But I really truly believe that nobody was buying that hardware specifically for Crackdown Three. Because they could have played Crackdown 3 on whatever hardware they have. But that's not the point of the Xbox One X. No, the point of the Xbox One X is to make all of your games look really extra pretty. That so, are compatible with let it. Let us know. What do you think? Um, does this affect One X, do you think? I, I, uh, I don't think it does. What did you think about oh, that? You're not asking me. You're asking them. Uh, but you know what? Uh, somebody else put, put, put out this uh, list. I forget who it was. Somebody on Twitter. Yeah, that one. 
you talk about it. Yeah, so uh, well, here's where my concern happens. Microsoft Studios retail output by year um, since 2012, sorry, since 2012 has, has gone down. So 2012, they released 10 games. For 13, 14, and 15, they released seven. In 2016, they released five. And so far in 2013, they've released three games. 2017. Sorry, 2017, they've released three games. Um, those are abysmal numbers for a game developer. So mm. the question is, is Microsoft... This like, is Nintendo so the, at the end of the Wii U. So do you think it's because of the One X? That doesn't even make sense because it's the same no, game. it's the same platform. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I got no answers. Three or four years into a platform, this is when they should be hitting their stride. Mm. For whatever reason, Microsoft's team is not releasing games. They're pumping the brakes. What do you think? Do you think this is an omen? Do you think this is a sign of times to come? I don't know. I don't work at Microsoft, just like I don't work at Nintendo. Yep. I don't uh, I don't want to make a prediction. All I'm stating is the fact that, and now this was a report on Twitter by... Jeff. Our boy Jeff. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Grubb. <laughs> I actually don't know. I don't um, think I know that name. Do we know that guy? He's uh, He works for Games Beat. Oh. He's a reporter. That sounds legit. Um, anyway, uh he, all I'm saying is that they're not making games. So they, hopefully the third-party support doesn't dry up. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, I got some more. You got any more? You want to you go next? Uh, you can go next. I did that one. All right. Uh, Sonic Mania Boom releases, drops, high acclaim, highest-rated Sonic game in the last 15 years. Isn't that crazy? What do you think of this? Um, 15 years. Blows. I'm not surprised. No. So Sonic was at his best during the Genesis. This is a well-known fact. Um, and people like what's familiar. So right now there's a nostalgia boost happening, you know, a rebirth. But not only that, there's a reason that when new Super Mario Bros. Wii came out and they brought back the side-scrolling Mario style that people went crazy. Gamers like that style. Yeah. If Sonic, if they had just kept making side-scrolling... Sonic platformers. There's some out there. There's some out there. There's some. I think Colors was one, and, and, and I think Generations? Generations might have been a mix. Okay. Um, I'm not surprised that this Sonic did really 4. well. I think Sonic it's 4 It's done by 4. Christian Whitehead, who was uh, an independent developer who is, is known for his excellent remakes of games of this style. Mm. He's like a fan. He was a fan. Yeah. Makes the be- makes a better game. Yeah. Sonic games than Sega in 50... 50- like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I heard a great quote on this uh, for Easy a- from Easy Allies, and it Ooh. was... Uh, Hopefully not not prophetic, but it was. Uh, how would you feel if? Because a lot of people compared Sonic Mania to The Force Awakens, um, as in fans that got it. It was sort of an homage to the past. They loved it. Okay. It reminded them of what they loved, mm-hmm. and it was great. But now imagine if you've just gotten The Force Awakens, and six months later you're getting another prequel. Mm, that's what it is. Um, but Christian Whitehead's going to keep making. Uh, consider the one. What is it? Six months from now? Did you say? Yeah. Well, consider that one the uh, the standalones, yeah. the rogue ones, and, the, the Han Solos. I can't speak to the quality of Sonic Forces. It might be fantastic. Um, who knows? But I am really happy that Sonic did well. Me too. Uh, a strong Sega is good for the industry. The industry was at its best in the 90s when Sega was at its best. It's nice to see them in a return to form. Yeah, I can't argue that. I'm happy for all the Sonic fans. Um, okay, cool. Uh, uh, I got one more. I also have one more, so I'll go first. Blizzard admits that they should not have rebranded the Battle.net. Oh, explain. Uh, so Wait, they rebranded Battle.net? Yeah, they are originally changing the name to like BlizzardNet or Blizzard.com or something. Why, why did they do they, that? It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was earlier on. Uh, 
I think it was this year or late last year, they said, we're going to make this change. And everybody was like, Battle.net is synonymous with Blizzard. It's synonymous yeah. with online gameplay. I thought it was still Battle.net. Why would you do this? And they have admitted that it, it was a mistake, and they are, in fact, going to return to calling it. So now it will be Yay. called the Blizzard Battle.net. Yeah, I guess that's fine. So The BBNet. I mean, we, we talk about Blizzard every now and then, and we usually give them some praise. And this is another time when I'm going to do so. They made a mistake. Uh, and mm-hmm. they're going back and fixing that mistake. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, one more thing. A Splatfest was just announced. Ooh, yes. Now, the two teams, I believe, are Invisibility and Flight. 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 Yeah. So, which way are you going? Which way are we going? The club should all band together, I think. Uh, I So, yeah, we have a, a Switch chat room uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. and um, if you have a switch and you're part of the club and you're not part of that chat room shoot us a message we'll get you in there yeah I suggested on there that we all vote the same uh, for the reason that it makes it easier to match make and team up as sorry it makes it easier to team up as friends if we all vote the same during a Splatfest otherwise we end up fighting against each other um, and things can get hostile uh, as we saw in the great uh, battle of uh, Mayo versus Ketchup <laughs> that's right also you could have I mean, we all just because everybody can't play at the same time. You can have we can have two, two groups of four going, and everybody's still chatting. Right, together. right, right. And and more importantly, if we all vote for the winning team, or we all vote for a team, and that team wins, it feels like the club helped contribute to it. Yeah, um, I like that. So if we lose, it's you know. I mean, you can go by. <laughs> there's one method of voting, which is vote for Pearl or Marina, and choose your favorite. And most people are choosing Marina. Oh, for um, obvious the reasons. The other option is to choose between the two, flight or invisibility, which you prefer. Um, the, the obviously I like to come at it from a more, uh, statistical, statistical, uh, point of view, the team that is more likely to have the lower popular vote will have a faster matchmaking process. So you will get into matches against the other team faster. You will also have more matches that are against the other team, thus making your matches actually matter and count more towards the overall score, um, for the Splatfest. We saw this when we were Team Mayo, where only 23% of the population had voted for Mayo, and we were in matches within seconds. Yeah, that was the beauty of it. Uh, now, we, we knew, or you knew, you predicted in advance that that's how it would be, and it, and it was. And knowing the internet has a love for Marina, I do believe that whichever side uh, Pearl chooses, I think she's going to be choosing Flight. Um, whichever side Pearl chooses... And I don't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, Whichever side she chooses, I believe will be the least popular side because people don't want to vote for her because they find her unappealing to look at. I think that that's (laughs) the one the club should go with, but I am open to whatever, as a majority, we want to vote for. I did see a tweet. Somebody said, if Marina's choosing to be a creeper, then so am I. So (laughs) I think you're right. Um, However, what if other people are thinking this way? What if it's going to sway back? You know what I mean? Uh, You think the horde mind will be? Yeah. Okay. Good enough. That is all I have for news of this week. Oh, me, do we make a decision? Are we going to do Pearl? No, no, no. I want to talk it over with everybody okay, else. I don't right. want it to just be a okay. pick, and then hopefully people go along. I'd like to have a discussion in that Switch chat. Hopefully people can hold off on voting until then. Um, yeah, last time we just sort of went with it. and uh, Everybody chose what they wanted, which is fun, too. Yeah, but, you can still but it do would that. make it easier for teaming up uh, as, as club members. Because um, you need to have four people on to play as a team. Right. So yeah. if you don't want to be on the winning team again, then don't pick whatever one we pick. That's Because uh, last time that's how it went. And um, yeah. that'll be the same repeat this time. I actually predict that Pearl will win every Splatfest of oh, Splatoon 2. Oh, damn. Why is that? Because she's always going to be the lower side. Yeah. All that's right. That's my prediction. Uh, you, could, so- you could say, like, so Marina will always be on top, but you're predicting Pearl will be the power bottom. Marina will win the 
Marine will win the popular vote every mm. single time. Yeah. And uh, Pearl will win the two competition matches, thus giving her the wins. Because it's quality over quantity. Or in this case, quantity over quantity. So that's the new segment, folks. We're now gonna <laughs> we're now gonna move into the Cartridge Club update. This is where we're gonna where we're gonna talk about some of the podcast videos and blogs that have happened in the Cartridge Club community over the last week. As well, yeah. we're gonna do some announcements, which we're gonna open up with. Yeah, let's do it. So first up, Cartridge Club Prime Game of the Month is still Journey. Boom. You can play this on your PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4. Uh, it's a wonderful adventure that everybody should experience. You can't say that. That's spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the game, you just have to <laughs> just sit with your controller in your hand and hold up for two hours, and you will have played Journey. That's better. Um, no. Game or not, you can save yourself the $4. What? Um, no, that's not true. Which one of these do you want? Which opinion do you want me to have on this no show? No opinion on this show. You saved that. Do you want me to like Journey? Do you want me to hate Journey? I need to know which, which You saved that for that podcast. All right. Yeah, we got a lot of people waiting for that. Next up, Cartridge Club think. Portable. Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the DS, the PSP, or Android Portable. devices. I didn't see this at the Barry Game Exchange. Um, womp womp. So that's because everybody snagged it up. Yeah, so I'm going to have to live vicariously through Curtis and listen to his, uh, his review. Mm-hmm. Big month, next month, Mega Man. Big month. I'm not supposed to talk about that yet. Nope. <laughs> and lastly, the Beat My Score is still Splatoon 2 for your highest score for Turf War and your highest number of splats. Um, take a screenshot on your Switch. It's super easy. It's the it's the button on the left Joy-Con right below the minus. And uh, Let's tickle people a little bit. Who's who's currently in the lead? Oh, so right now, currently in the lead uh, is Lukeman of, uh, of Lukeman. Uh, what? Lukeman's in? I didn't even know. Lukeman came out of retirement. He was. He oh was, my god! Uh, there's no chance now. No, he was like uh, Luke Skywalker on an island by himself, perfecting his Jedi skills. Lukeman Skywalker. And he, and he came out and he was like, uh, "Oh, here's a, a twenty five hundred plus score that beats no, the, the current top score." And then, not no. to be outdone, he was like, "Oh, oh! Turns out I just got twenty seven hundred no. for turf war. How's that even possible? It's I have gotten sixteen eighty two in a loss, so I can see how it's possible. This man is pushing hard, but man. get your scores in there. Uh, and I believe Rob from Bonus Barrel is currently leading with fourteen splats. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this ain't even right. And I do have one more announcement before we jump into podcasts, videos, and blogs. And that is on September first, you will be able to uh, purchase." Cartridge Club t-shirts, as well as t-shirts from a lot what? of the podcast videos and blogs that you find on the Cartridge Club uh, at a brand new t-shirt site. We are proud to announce that we uh, we were reached out to by uh, T Public to act as affiliates, and that official launch will be September 1st. That is amazing. Um, they were Get hyped. given our name by uh, a listener, actually. Uh, Sam, if you are listening, thank you once again for that. Get a bomb, we Sam. are very excited for the launch. That is amazing, dude. Uh, I'm excited. How, how many designs we got? are we talking here? Uh, I, I have reached out to all of the content creators that currently upload to the site and mm -hmm. asked, uh, for any of them who want to put so, their stuff on shirts. Wow. So it's not just Cartridge Club. It's not just Cartridge Club. We currently it, have Dollar Dorks. Whoa, um, spoilers. Two Dorks. Get excited. Uh, and I know of at least four others who are planning to send in uh, some work. So it's a great way to be able to get, uh, some of that Cartridge, some of that Cartridge Club family merch that you love and support the club. What about this? Is this going to be on there? That is one of the four I reached out to. Oh, buddy. Also, um, so the Crusher's Club one will be there. Yes. Okay. Uh, the People are often one, asking how to get the one. The old one and a newer version, which is being handled by... Uh, the one that Ryan had on? That one's there as well. Okay. Uh, and a newer version of the, the, the official club logo, which is being uh, tidied up by Will Pruitt right now. Oh, what's that one? Is it going to be like in the... Like on, uh... We're going to move on to podcasts All right, now. let's do it. Let's do it. So first up, we have STC Pod. Uh, so we listened to this on the road, Colleen and I. Oh, my God. 
What? My STC notes aren't here. Anyway, carry on. I, I remember it. So we listened to this on the road. Colleen and I woke up uh, Friday morning in um, uh, Boucherville, Quebec, and we had a six-hour drive to actually Bill's house of STC. Ooh. So we put this episode on, and we learned a lot. So first off, we found out that uh, Bill went to see the movie Dunkirk, and he enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm. We actually drove by the town that he saw it in. Colleen thought that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they talked. This is the one when they were talking about those seven artists from Canada, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I never knew about these artists. Me neither. I looked at their paintings. Not that thrilled. Yeah, I was. Not, I was expecting a lot more. Uh, as well, they <laughs> Bill gave us a. But I'm excited to so know about them. Bill's a big, big Spider-Man fan, and he uh, he gave his uh, his opinions on on the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and it was really, really well put together. I really enjoyed it. Seeing it from point of view of somebody who is a a massive yes, fan, yes, yes, um, yeah, I was. Uh, it makes me. Gonna, I think I'm going to look at the movie a little differently now when I see it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it was another great episode from STC. Uh, it was made all the more special by the fact that we were driving to their house. Yeah, that's madness. That is awesome. Yeah, the only thing better would have been like drinking your coffee in the morning with him, listening to it. <laughs> uh, at one point, uh, I mean, I'll talk about this when we get to the topic. But oh boy, oh yeah, boy, so. spoilers. All right, uh, you want to do dollar dorks? Sure, let's do Dollar Dorks. Dollar Dorks. Um, I listened to Dollar Dorks. I think we actually mentioned this last week, but it had just launched or something. Anyway, um, Troy, uh, Canadian Retro was on there, and Trav from Polykill. Right. Great show, obviously. But uh, they talked about repro labels. I asked them about uh, repro labels. I was just curious, what, what, what are your thoughts on repro labels? Uh, I don't have a problem with it, but if you are reselling the item, you need to tell somebody that's a repro label. A lot of people put these games on their shelves mm-hmm. as... Um, artwork as statues as you know mm-hmm. decoration well i wouldn't put a busted uh, i shouldn't say that because there are some cases when the 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 damage to it would would give it character and you could tell the original story of it but for me if i, I wouldn't have an issue with it uh as long as when selling it to somebody else you are very clear that this is a reproduction label um and i i agree with i can't remember which one of them said that it should be done like comics that uh, the way comics work is if it's a reproduction cover, it's like there's no cover at all. Oh, yeah, that's fair. For for pricing. I can't argue that. But I don't have an issue with it. Um, I, you know, I print labels for my my universal game cases. Yep. Um, if um, your maybe. label's all ripped up and you want to swap it and you're never going to sell it yeah. or you have no intention of getting rid of it and you want it to display it, I don't have an issue with it. They talked about um, how they do not like those labels, but they don't care about um, like PlayStation 2 artwork on the cases and mm-hmm, stuff and, mm-hmm. and changing the cds for uh, the cases for playstation one games what do you think of that i don't i'm none of it i mean you this isn't really a good question for me because none of that matters to me yeah uh i'm buying if i'm buying a game it's because i have an attachment to the game if the box i mean most of my games are loose cart yeah um yeah i don't have an issue with it but there i could i do see that i could see where some collectors would have you know problems with it especially if the people doing it aren't super yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, too. Uh, on the up and up, but yeah, that's where you. As long as you're upfront about what it is, open, open, honest communication is the mm-hmm. best way to do it. Fair enough. Also, they talked about um, Troy was in the middle of packing up his his game collection. Yeah, uh, I had to do that, and my collection is not as nearly as big as his, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do that, uh, and then it's hard to get it all back out again. So. One of my favorite quotes from that episode was when Derek was introducing them, and he yeah. introduced Troy as the guy who cleans games. Yeah, he does clean a lot of games. Yeah, I guess on the hangouts he does that a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Check out the latest Polykill. Or sorry, Dollar Dorks. We're gonna do Polykill next. Yeah, we are gonna do Polykill next. So Polykill came up, and they talked about shooters, first-person shooters, third-person mm-hmm. shooters. Uh, 
They also did a fantastic Just Beat It segment. Mm, yes, they did. Really, really enjoyed it. They both uh, put on a sort of a character for everybody to listen uh, Ricky, to. Ricky, Randy. Randy. No, I think it was Ricky. How was Randy? I think, like, I think he says Randy Rothschild later. Rothschild or something. Randy. I think it's Ricky at first. Southern gentleman. I can't remember. Um, uh, but Jake's, great, great. they started the pod, uh, the podcast and they're talking about how they uh, they, th- they thanked us for the CC mission. They said how they don't have many subscribers. And uh, Jake says, uh, yeah, I think I figured it out. It's we don't make good videos. I've heard that from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost it. I've heard that from a lot of people. We just do not make good videos. Yeah. Um, that is funny. You guys make great videos. I'm I'm happy that. What's here, the last one you watched? Uh, I I the only one I've ever seen was uh their podcast, and it was them talking to each other. Travis opening the mystery box was a good one. Yeah, that I guess that. Yeah, but that's just Trav. I was thinking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I watched them playing uh the caveman Olympics or whatever it's called. I, I that's I've not seen any of those. Anyway. But anyway, they're they're very handsome gentlemen. They are handsome. Uh, more importantly, their sound quality is tops. Oh, and, uh, also. Um, Trav beat Bloodlines And so yeah. did Duke recently I think it's like a trend now Yeah, I think, I think I might, Kevin started it I might throw Bloodlines. it in Yeah Yeah I, um, I beat it once a long time ago I would I'd play that with you We could play that tonight if you want cool. Anyway They tied 4-4 That's a lot of games to beat Yeah that 4-4 is, that is. I was very impressed I thought Trav wasn't going to have any beat Because I knew he had like a big thing coming up With his uh, education His education Yeah he had to do some board Or some test Or some presentation Where he had to Write like an 85,000 word essay How'd you do on that Chad Let us know Congratulations I'm sure you passed it Um, Also he said he was a scientist I didn't know Chad was a scientist He is now He said he was a scientist Passed that test (laughs) Well congratulations (laughs) I think that was on Dollar Doors He said that I can't remember where he said that Yeah But anyway Um, Okay uh, do you want to move on now? Yeah, the last podcast I have Check is probably the one you want to talk about the most. Mm, yes, it is my last one as well. Bonus barrel. Bonus barrel. I'm wearing the shirt again. It smells just like it did last week. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's talk about the shirts because they're talking about they talked about the shirt giveaway. They have four extra shirts. Yeah. Yeah, so... They're doing a giveaway contest. And I can't remember what you had to do to get in the giveaway. It has not been worked out yet. They're okay. still figuring that out. And they're thinking about doing it just like they did for the last one. Hopefully, after the giveaway, you'll be able to purchase those shirts. Ooh. Hopefully. Maybe on an upcoming uh, This website. episode um, had a segment that I loved. Yeah? Which one? Now, this is probably a spoiler. But I'm going to say it anyway. So, if you haven't heard, yet heard the episode 140 oh, of Bonus Barrel, uh, talking about uh, music games or game music that you loved... Skip ahead, uh, I don't know, two minutes. Um, Shelby had Diego on here to actually ask him questions about uh, Phoenix Wright. Yeah, it was awesome. And this was fantastic. It was a legit professional interview. It was. like, And Diego was like, I'm a lawyer. Here's some lawyer stuff you should know. Legit lawyer stuff. Turns out video games might not be as accurate as we think. <laughs> Uh, just like games don't make you a murderer, they also don't make you a lawyer. Yeah, spoiler alert, Diego has never cross-examined an animal. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, only humans. So thus far. Thus far. Thus far. Yeah. Um also, there's a quote by Diego, and I was trying to write this down after I was la- while I was laughing, so I'm not sure if I quoted it right. Um he said that when he first became a lawyer, he was told to uh, call someone that you know would allow you to talk to them whatever way you needed. And so that people could overhear him saying, I saved your ass. You better pay me. <laughs> this is what he used to do. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's Diego. Diego's hardcore, man. 
Yeah, Diego's, uh, he's a gangster. Yeah, I was very impressed. Um, he exclusively represents uh, members of the Latino mafia. Yeah, I actually did write Diego might be he's, Saul Goodman. He's, well, like, <laughs> if you've seen The Accountant with Ben Affleck. I actually haven't, I should. Um, that's a great movie where he, really? he plays sort of like a, like a hardcore accountant to the world's worst people. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's also like a super assassin, so if they mess with him, he can take them out. That's essentially Diego. Oh, that's the premise. I did not know that. I don't actually know anything about any of Diego's clients. This is none of that was based in fact. Yeah, please do not come after us. <laughs> is that libel or slander? I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. Um, he also said that you lo- are better looking than me. He's right. Yeah. So that just came up there. I don't. It came out of nowhere. Uh, I'm not surprised that Shelby asked that question. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Rob and Lef are constantly talking about uh, which one of us they find more attractive. She's probably sick of hearing it from them and wanted another opinion. That is very possible. Um, Left, by the way, chooses you, which tells me that Rob must choose me. Respect. Which is good because Rob is who I would choose from the the bonus barrel crew that currently still lives in the same province. Yeah. I, see, I keep catching you looking at pictures of Rob, so I guess that makes sense. He's a good-looking fellow. All right. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, they talked a bit about... Oh, first, Rob talked about sleeping in a box. Yeah, it was weird at the beginning. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I sleep basically in a coffin when I'm sailing. Yeah, you do. So I'm all for box sleeping. Yeah. Do you, do you feel more cozy in the cot at work? Yeah. Yeah. Trapped uh, is yeah. the word I would use. Yeah. Do you like it? But it's safe. You feel safe. You need less blankets because your body heat, heats up your little cubby. Here's something weird that a lot of people don't know about me. You ready? <laughs> I I'm terrified well, right now. When I'm laying down, I like to have things pressed against my chest. If I could have something very heavy, like a weight, sitting on my... I feel it. I feel very comfortable. It relaxes me. <laughs> it is my favorite way to fall asleep, but it's hard to do when you have a significant other. Um, you could just get Megan to lay on your chest. Yeah, but then how's she going to sleep? <laughs> anyway, really weird. It's very comforting to me. I so don't if know. you're listening to this, uh, maybe send some suggestions on the forms to P2 here. <laughs> On how he could have a uh, a massive weight pressed under his chest yeah. while attempting to fall asleep. Yeah, maybe it's symbolic because I'm so used to having the weight of the world on my shoulders that if I have it on my chest... I'm tired of carrying this podcast, I imagine. <laughs> you ready to move on to videos? <laughs> no, I have much more to talk about with Bonus Barrel. Oh. Um, I don't know why I have this Minecraft thing mentioned. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, there is a new Minecraft server. We should talk about that, um, Josh has launched the Minecraft server for the club. So maybe that's why I wrote this. So if you're looking to get into that, who would you talk to? Um, I think there's a forum post. There's a forum post. You can go on the forums. It's in the Just for Fun section. Um, and then there's going to be like cross-play soon. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, they talked a bit about music and music that has made you feel something in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, yeah, I mean, Eris theme is, Eris's theme is probably the one that's hit me the most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to mention almost all of the E's music. Just listen to the E's intro for Memories of Celsetta, and uh, and you'll understand it's a, what kind of soundtrack it is. Uh, they talked a bit about Final Fantasy VI, which I love as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they also talked about an old OCR uh, OC remix from uh, back in the day. It was this website that did video game remixes, and you could post them up. And uh, anyway, the one that they had there, maybe it's kind of like, uh, oh my God, I'm moving on. It was really good. Industrial music kind of thing. I would have said uh, Super Metroid because that music makes you feel alone. Mm. And Shovel Knight because that music makes you feel like dancing. 
yeah, I can't argue with either of those. Great soundtracks. Also, check out the Wild Arms intro. Mm. Okay, uh, that is all I have for Bonus Barrel. They're awesome. Check them out, as always. All right, let's move into what blogs have been covered this week. So uh, mm. we've got And Then She Games Low coming at us with not one, but two video game reviews. Boom. The first was for the Game Brothers, uh, which we played recently with the Bonus Barrel. Yeah. And you can read that at And Then She Games. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it. You can't really talk about Brothers without spoiling it. And I don't want to spoil those review. So we'll go read that. And as well, Papow, pa- Papoyo. Papo and Yo? Papow Yo and <laughs> Papa Yo. Pop and Stay Fresh. Uh, Lo did a tweet when she put out her brother's review. And she says something about leaving your brother in the ditch or something. Yeah. And I thought. <laughs> That was funny. That was very witty. Yeah. Uh, I have so heard of this Papa and Yo game. Papa and Yo. Papa. Papa and Yo. God, stop messing me up. Papa and Yo. And I haven't read her blog because I haven't heard of this game, so now I'm worried that I should be playing this game. We should be playing it. Anzi recommends it. Oh, okay. Play it. As uh, well, we have a review from two. Uh, a review from uh, Dean, round two reviews, where he talks about Alien Syndrome. Fun fact, this is the first game Dean Lasagna has ever played on a Sega Master System. First game he's ever played or first game he's ever beaten? Played. What? You know what? I shouldn't say anything because we're not far off. And he has owned his for 10 years. Wow. Holy cow. Well, cool. That's exciting. he jumped in because of the CC mission a couple weeks ago. I love it. That's the Q-Dog. That's the Q-Dog influence right there. Can I raise this up? I got to raise this up. My back is killing. Then Dean gave us Merchandise Mondays uh, where there was a ridiculously priced Phoenix Wright Collector's Edition that I thought for sure... Shelby was going to be all over, but it turns out she's just going to buy a new car instead. Uh, is it that expensive? It's quite expensive. Oh, my goodness. She, does she already have it? Maybe she already has it. Well, she probably has the games individually. Yeah. Signed. Yeah. Um, another great week for blogs on there. Uh, really good reading. Definitely check those out. Yes. By the way, the irony is not lost to me that she loves the Phoenix Wright series and got to interview Diego. I love that. She interviewed Diego because of the Phoenix Wright series. I know. I love that, though. I love that she got that up. Like, who else would you have picked to interview Diego? It had to be her, right? Oh, yeah. Of, of all the people to interview her. Because Diego is also a big fan of hers and the way that she drops uh, the right. Patrick's Rages at Rob. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um. So then we've got videos this week. I have a few of them here. Caleb J. Ross put Ooh. up a video talking about what defines video games from the 2010s. I can't believe I have not watched caleb's videos yet you're killing me i'm so sorry I, this one I is always fantastic mean to. watch this one if you're gonna watch any of them this is the one he makes uh, okay. a great uh metaphor in this one that's actually relevant which is quite rare oh uh he makes a lot of metaphors just they're not usually relevant um <laughs> i don't believe that <laughs> uh so that was a good one and that was actually suggested to him by trav from polykill oh that trav knows his stuff man yeah uh, then we get Retro Revolutions uh, made an LJN64 for Matt Azero, the LJN Defender. Oh, man. Took an N64 and made that puppy hum. Dude, that thing was gorgeous. Did you see the LEDs he put in it, too? Yeah. Oh. Paint job, HDMI, the whole nine. This thing was yeah. ready to go. Hey, he did that paint job himself, too. Usually, he, yeah. I think he said he would, He normally tries to get somebody else to do it, but that something fell through or something, so he had to do it himself. Nailed it, man. Yeah. Nailed it. Jared is a man of many talents. Definitely check this video out. Um his, I, I really like the style of his videos, how he does like the, the overhead view of what he's working on. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. If you you could probably do it yourself just from watching it. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have in the Q Dog House. Although it wasn't in the Q Dog House, they were in the STC Pod backyard. 
Oh, I know, man. This is the only video I've seen, by the way. So, so uh, they started film. You haven't seen Musties? I have not. We're going to pause this and watch it. Okay. But is it as good as this Q-Dog one? Because this Q-Dog one was pretty damn, darn good. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> we're not watching the whole thing. We'll just watch the last five minutes of Musties for you. But uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Q-Dog host was in uh, Bill's backyard. Everybody was there. Um at one point, you can hear Kevin say, hey, I'm in the Q-Dog house. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, I Bill comes it. along and tries to shoo them out of his yard. This was post-Barry Game Exchange, and the Q-Dogs uh, started recording this without saying anything to anyone. This was a big moment for me. This the was, best uh, part. So as they're recording it, the club members are sort of gathering around. Kevin comes up first. He's looking at the camera, and then other people see him. So that, And at one point, it's just silent. Everybody's talking at first to each other, and then at one point, it's just silence. They're all looking at the Q-Dogs. We were all trying to get it to having to watch the show again. Uh. <laughs> Man, when everybody was quiet, my heart stopped. I was like... So many teary moments, and I wasn't even there this it was week. Dusty. It was a very dusty. I can only imagine the tears eye. in your eyes. <laughs> so next up, we're going to talk about uh, Musty's uh, second breakfast, but we're going to pause here. We'll be right back. We're going to watch that last five minutes before together. we Before we go do that, I need to know, did Eric finish Final Fantasy V? Oh, no. Eric did not finish Final Fantasy V. Not even close, he said. I hate my life. Which means <laughs> you will be doing uh, a video for Mega Man 2 announcing it oh. as the game of the month. For next no. Do you still have your copy of Mega Man 2? Did you sell that? That's gone. <laughs> well, I figure. do have my blaster still, though. You'll have to figure something out. All Can right. I just edit? Maybe I'll just edit parts of my review. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we're gonna Excuse we're that. gonna pause now, and we'll be right back. All right. Hey, everybody. We'll get right back to the show. Sorry for interrupting. Bill here from STC Pod. I want to tell you about another great podcast, Dollar Dorks. It's an entertaining discussion on collection, how to start one, how to grow it, and even sell all without losing money. Derek from Two Dorks YouTube channel moderates a rotating roster of experts, keeping the show always fresh and fun. Find Dollar Dorks podcast on the 13th of every month on the Two Dorks YouTube channel or search for Dollar Dorks RSS on iTunes and Google Play. All right, so uh, we're back from uh, watching Musty Hobbits, uh, the last five minutes of Musty Hobbits. Um, My God. Second breakfast where he talks with the very game exchange. Uh, Musty makes a quote here in this where he says... I'm going to make P2 cry, I think is what he said. That's the quote, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> when he talks about the Cartridge Club and how it has shifted from being about games and being about people into being about people. And uh, I echo that statement 100%. Musty, uh, Musty really nailed it. We, mm-hmm. we started out as a group of gamers who had a common interest in playing games and talking about those games. And over the four years that we've all been together, uh, it has shifted into more than that. Um, we are like a, a, a big family. And Musty, Musty sums it up really well in his video, so I'm going to let him just do it there. So definitely check out Musty Hobbit's second breakfast. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for Chicago, dude. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so uh, let's move on to uh, the CC mission. You, you ready? <laughs> yeah, let's Is it dusty it. in here? It's all dusty. A little dusty down here in the old cartridge cave. So oh, the CC uh, mission this week. Dusty Hobbit. Oh. Every week we uh, we give a mission um, to the Cartridge Club, uh, sort of a call to arms. It's usually to help uh, promote or uh, rise up a member of the community. But this week I want to do something a little different. Um, inspired by conversations at Barry, inspired by the videos that I've seen since, uh, the messages I've received since. Um, our mission this week for the Cartridge Club is uh, is easy. So the club was built on a foundation of family and and love and friendship and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this week, your mission is uh, is easy, Cartridge Clubbers. Just go out there and be decent. B 
be a caring human being, um, spread love um, throughout the world because it definitely needs it now. Um, this community has sort of become uh, a safe haven, one might say. Uh, the internet can be a, a scary place. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to find like-minded people who, uh, you know, just want to be friends, just want to be nice. Yeah. So no mission Somehow. this week uh, other than be decent, be caring, um, and spread love whenever you can. Don't uh, don't shy away from don't shy away from it. That's your mission. Um, How can we hashtag it? What can we do? You know, I think I don't think this needs a hashtag. Just just be a good person. And then put it. You know, after yeah. you after you're being a good person, that you're not good people all week long, but. After, you, after you've done something nice, just you know, put a hashtag on there. <laughs> hashtag CC Mission. Get recognition for it. That's right. Killing you me. deserve it. We're moving into the topic. <laughs> oh, my. I, I just, before we move on, I just want to say I love the community. I loved seeing everybody get together. I know we're about to talk about this more, but and on the topic of, of love and spreading love, uh, this weekend, I think, was a perfect example of, of what the community is and what more than anything we could have ever imagined it would be. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get into it because we're going to talk about that right now. So we're going to talk about the Barry Game Exchange. This was this just took place on August thirteenth in Barry, Ontario. This was put on by Chris Nintendo Hodge. He's a member of the Cartridge Club. Oh, Hodge! This uh, is the largest game swap of its kind in Canada. Mm. Um, he had a new venue this time. It was at uh, the East Bayfield Community Center, which is a hockey arena. Mm-hmm. The venue was fantastic. Tons of space for the vendors. Nice. Uh, lots of room to move around in. Uh, and it was incredible. So this one was special because uh, Cartridge Club members from all across Canada and from the U.S. came together for this. Yeah. Um, and not only that, local members in in the the Toronto area, in the Barrie area, opened their arms and opened their homes yeah. to these groups of people. So uh, Bill from SJC Pod allowed myself and my wife Colleen and Dean Lasagna to stay with him for the entire weekend. We were there from Friday to Monday. Oh, I didn't know you stayed at Bill's house. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Bill, uh, Bill was an amazing host. He was super gracious. Awesome. Um, oh, man, Bill's a great guy. At My one God. point, I was sitting in his living room, and him and Joe were having a conversation, and I felt like I was live on the set of an <laughs> SGC recording. That is amazing. Um, really, really had a good time. Bill actually, uh, Bill and I had a couple of good talks, um, and he just he said some things to me and and brought some things up that I think. I needed to hear, and uh, I think that overall, uh, it's. It, I was just very appreciative of the the time that I had with Bill and the conversations we had. We had. So then Joe opened his house, uh, his mansion, his castle. Oh his, my god, uh, Casa de la Joe! I seen the pictures, man. For the Oda Towners to come to this uh, barbecue, and he put on everything. He fully stocked the fridge. He fully stocked all the food. He supplied one hundred percent everything. That's a host. He was an amazing, gracious host. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't think I've ever had such a good time at a barbecue in my life. Uh, everybody that can swim enjoyed the pool. Um, so the, the two guys at STC... Uh, quick question. Did anybody say they could teach you to swim? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, some Someone did say it as a joke. I can't remember who okay. it was. Um, but no, nobody did. That sounds uh, like a Ryan thing. Ryan must have said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was... In, the two guys at STC, if you listen to their show, sometimes um, they might sound a little crass. Um, you, But they are honestly two of the nicest, kindest... Yeah, I can tell. Um, I can tell. Warm-hearted men I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and calling friend, uh, and I am uh, I'm so blown away that I had the opportunity to to spend this weekend with them. And if it had ended there, this would, weekend would have been a success for me. Yeah, but it didn't. It did not end there. Uh, so we went to Dave and Buster's on Saturday night as well. Mm. Uh, we met up there with 
uh, I, I'm not going to name names because I will forget people, but there was a ton of Cartridge Club yeah. members. At one point, there was a picture was. of 25 club members. Just to give you an idea of how many people club members were at this thing this yeah. weekend, there was at least 25. And so one of the biggest takeaways yeah. that everybody kept saying, uh, besides why does Colleen have Derek's baby, um, <laughs> is... <laughs> Is the you know, baby. you're sitting there and you watch. We've spent four years watching these people, listening to these people, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with them, playing games with them, talking to them on Skype or Discord or Xbox party chat. And you would be sitting there, and then all of a sudden, Musty Hobbit would walk by. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's not on your tablet, he's not on your TV, he's walking by, he's in the room. So it was surreal to see these guys. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it felt natural. It felt real. Like, mm. like this feels right. There was no awkwardness. You know awesome. what I mean? There, it was. It just felt like we're all a bunch of friends hanging out. Um, it was incredible. Kevin and Sarah went and took the U.S. crew uh, around on Saturday morning oh, because they wanted to see some stuff. And Kevin and Sarah are familiar with the area, right. you know. Um, it, and then I met J Rock. J Rock came over to Bills Friday night, and <laughs> the J Rock. I actually think that meeting. I wasn't prepared for what meeting J-Rock would be like. <laughs> Nobody's so, ever ready for that. I expected high energy, up-tempo, crazy, off-the-wall J-Rock. That's not how it was? I got low-key, easy to talk to, uh, super chill J-Rock. It was in, he came in and I hugged him, and he's, he's a smaller guy, so it was like hugging you. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like my brother's here. And, <laughs> and hanging out with J-Rock, like, I, honestly, I think I felt more comfortable with J-Rock than I did with anyone else. I seen him playing with my techno drum. Um, so. That's his now. Um, <laughs> it all makes sense now. You thought it was me. It makes sense. Here you I go. get to finally meet Dean Lasagna after four years. This was incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Dean and I'm I jealous, Bill's man. Jealous. Um, Dean managed to write two blogs over the course of the weekend. The guy doesn't stop working. Without right. sleep. Uh, <laughs> incredible stuff. Um, Dude, when he posted that his luggage didn't show up with all of his games. Oh, I was oh, so worried. My. Luckily, I got to read it after the resolution had happened. So first my heart stopped, and then within seconds I got to be like, okay, good. Yeah. But if I hadn't been waiting, oh my goodness. Uh, the venue itself was amazing. The vendors were there. James and his wife. Derek and his wife. Uh, Bill and his wife. Yeah, Creepleet was there. Sorry, Joe. I mean, Bill and Joe. Yeah. Uh, Creepleet was there. Yeah, Josh was there. Uh, Mike from the Retro Lookers was there. Retro Tim Lookers, showed up. Are you okay? Yes. He wasn't selling. Um, uh uh, Fraser party play uh, game was there. He was help setting it up, uh, and that so was the first man. time him and I had met. And it was like I, I talking to him felt like I was talking to Nick or one of the guys from around here. Like it was oh, just right, on. right off the bat, we got along great. He tried to charge me fifty dollars to use the washroom. It was fantastic. <laughs> Did you pay? Uh, oh yeah, I had to go. Um, uh, Miles and Catherine had a table, yeah. and Game Ryan, Vision, Troy, Ryan and his Troy wife had. Yeah, Troy was there. Ryan yeah. and his wife had a table. So the cartridge club tables were just bumping, and so before here's a little fun story. Before the show, I had two games that I wanted. Um, we love Katamari and uh, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. Mm-hmm. We love Katamari because it's a club game coming up. Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn because it was the last Fire Emblem game I didn't own. So I said I will. I will. I said I will pay twenty dollars for Katamari. I will pay eighty dollars for Fire Emblem. Those are my maxes. Before the show, Joe and I went walking around looking for games, and we found a table that had We Love Katamari. And it also had two games Joe was interested in. Joe's two games are priced at twenty five dollars. I think it was uh, Dragon Dragon Quest Eight and uh, something else. So Joe said, "Well, why don't we see if we can get him to do a bundle and drop the total from this of seventy down to sixty? And I was like, "Sure, let's do that." Mm-hmm. Now everybody knows I'm not a haggler. I'm not a barterer. I pay sticker price and that's it. So I we put the games on the table and Joe opened up with, you know, hey, we were thinking about buying these three games and maybe bundle them together. What do you think about sixty? And the guy's response was. Well, the show hasn't opened yet. I feel my prices are pretty fair, so I don't know if I can do that. 
To which I responded with, he's right, and I handed the guy a 20. <laughs> so Joe was like, <laughs> you boned him, man. You boned okay, Joe. Okay. Um, so I did sort of a little bit. Uh, That's funny. Anyway, Joe did not go game shopping with me anymore after that. <laughs> so then I was looking for Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, and I found it at a table for 95. Mm-hmm. I said, no, that's too high. I wanted 80. I'm not paying more than 80. So did, I was talking did you offer to, 80? No. I said, uh, that's more than I wanted to pay. He said, what did you want to pay? I said, not 95, and I left. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to Derek. Uh, he was at the table selling. And I said, well, the game goes for 70 U.S. 95 Canadian is the actual conversion of 70 U.S. So he's he's right on par with the value of the game. Mm. And Derek was like, yeah, well, I mean, he's not charging extra for shipping and stuff like that. That's that's not a bad price. So I said, you're right. I'm going to go get it. So I turned around and I walked. And as I was walking up the aisle to get it, Dean Lasagna walked up to me with the game in hand that he had purchased at a different table and handed it to me and gave it to me as a gift. <laughs> My God, what a guy. Uh Apparently, whatever table he had got it from must have come from an old warehouse or something because the game was extremely dusty. And as soon as he handed it to me, I got dust, dust got right in your eyes, right in my eye. Man, um, dusty, dusty old warehouse. This must place, this place must have been hell. That this was incredible. This whole weekend. <laughs> um, so I, uh, so at one point, Colleen, we ran into Colleen. She was walking around with Lauren. Um, that's uh, Derek's daughter and Cynthia's yeah. daughter. Yeah, that's right. Um, Cute and, as I, a and I said, "What are you doing?" And she said, "I'm looking for something for P two." And I was like. Oh, yeah, I never even thought we should definitely get something for P2. So Who said that, Colleen? Colleen did, yeah. Oh, so she it. thought of you. <laughs> um, everybody else also was asking me all weekend. Mm-hmm. Of course. I I, so, uh, I I sadly could not be there. So I was like, that's a good idea. We should definitely find something for him. So then I was sort of spitballing with Musty. I was like, what can we bring? What can we get P2? What can we pick up for him? So, you know, we talked about some games. What does he like? Stuff like that, you know. Um a picture of everybody, things. and That'd uh, be perfect. <laughs> yeah, so Musty, Musty said, why don't you do this? And I said, you know what? That's a good idea. And if Colleen is right outside the door, she's going to come in. So what we did was... What? Uh, <laughs> what is this? What we did for you... Um, <laughs> so the Q-Dogs got you chicken and a biscuit. What? Chicken and a biscuit? I've been dying to try these. Uh, Colleen picked up a Zelda mug you for serious? you. serious? No, you didn't. And why didn't you tell me about this? Because I wanted this reaction on camera. <laughs> And then, uh, oh my god! So the cartridge club went. Oh my god! And look at this mug. Knowing you had sold most of your games, and knowing that you had at that point already lost the bet, um, we picked up a copy of Mega Man Two. No, you didn't. And we got everybody who was at the show in the oh. club to sign it. Can you take this from me? Oh, you. Is this dusty? <laughs> Oh, you're a jerk, man. So everybody who was at the Berry Game Exchange oh. in the Cartridge Club signed that for you. And uh, now you have a copy of Mega Man 2. You'll oh. notice J-Rock uh, was the only one to sign on the label. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, man. You're welcome. I just realized I don't remember if I signed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, J-Rock uh, right on that label, didn't he? Yeah. So the Berry Game Exchange, oh you God. couldn't come to the Berry Game Exchange, so instead we brought the Berry Game Exchange <laughs> to <suck>. you. <laughs> oh, you warmed me all up with Musty Hobbit video. I did. You knew I would cry. <laughs> you are a jerk. Yeah. Oh, man, thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, uh, this is amazing. It's it's like I got a piece of it. Eric, so Eric signed along the edge here, but when he did, he just signed Mighty Q Og. <laughs> Um, so Melissa informed him that uh, he was not to forget to give you the D. Um, oh, <laughs> I'll take the D from Eric any day. This is amazing. 
Thank you so much, everybody who signed it. And who got the cartridge? Did you buy this? Yeah, I, I bought that oh, from. Uh, I went over to Creep Bleach Table and uh, his buddy. He had Mega Man Three, but the friend, his friend next to him, had Mega Man Two, so I bought it. And I handed this to Derek first, and I was like, "Can you sign this for Mark?" Oh my God, I almost broke. There goes the coffee mug. <laughs> I said, "Can you sign this for Mark?" And uh, Derek was like, "This is Mega Man Two. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not comfortable signing this." Oh my God, I will never sell. This is never leaving the collection. Yeah. So. Uh, 2018, we're going to be in Chicago, and I figured oh there we'll get a Mega God. Man 3. Ah, <laughs> oh, all these tears, and it's just because of this chicken, in, <laughs> chicken and, a and a biscuit. I've been dying to try these. <laughs> I think it was vintage. I can't remember who was it that mentioned these, but oh, I've been dying to play uh, eat these. Oh, look at this. They recommend using this like cheese from a can thing. Anyway, oh, my God. That's all I got for the Barry Game Exchange, man. Do you have any questions? Uh, I did. I can't remember anything now. Um, what did you think of the, what was the biggest, what was the best item you seen at the show? Uh, anything the, crazy? Anything like any Evos or anything like that? Uh, there was a few little Samsons. Tell me more about the, the people you met. Who was the craziest? I thought uh, it'd be J-Rock, but you said no. No, J-Rock was actually quite tame. Um, Fraser was probably up there. Miles was, uh, Miles would be up there. I don't know about craziest, but Miles was definitely, uh, high one energy. Of, one of, yeah, high energy. Yeah, big time. Yeah, sounds like Miles. Uh, we sat down, we did an interview. Hopefully we'll hear that on Flock of Nerds or on their YouTube channel. Oh man. It was an amazing weekend. This. Everything everything about the weekend was great. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for Chicago 2018, uh, which is being organized by Diego, a Latino lawyer, and Trav Plays Games. Um, so if you want details for that, we actually have a Twitter chat opened up. Uh, shoot a message to either of them or either of us, and we'll add you to that. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, I still can't believe you did this. I uh. didn't, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, you cried. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, right. You set me up. Maybe. Uh, you want to move into answers? Yep, let's do some answers. All right. CC. Oh, uh, you talking about Chicago? I wasn't. I was. Yeah, uh, it's okay. it's in planning stages right now. More more information to come. I can't wait to meet all of you. I hope everybody can go. That would be so awesome. Yeah. Oh, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's any consolation, I forgot to turn that overhead light on, so it wasn't. That's why you put these lights on too. No. no. You wanted people to see me cry. I didn't want that. Let's move on. <laughs> Cartridge Club answers. This is the part of the show where we uh, answer questions from the community. This is quite heavy. It feels like there might be chicken in this. <laughs> First question. Was the BGE and CC meetups one of the highlights of your life to see how far the club has come? Oh from Metro Faith Games. Jared, yes. Um, yes. To it's me. definitely the that highlight of the there. club for me. Uh, it was a very big moment. Um, yeah, even for Colleen as well. We both agree it was fantastic. I got to meet Rose. Like, Oh, yeah, Rose. We didn't even mention Rose earlier. Troy, is Rose on here too? Yep. Uh no, she came after that had already been done. I'm going to bring this with me everywhere I go, and I'm going to try and get everyone to sign it now. You should. That's going to be the new goal. Yeah, by the time I saw Rose, because she got in there a little bit late, by the time I saw her, that was already uh, okay, put gotcha. away. Gotcha. And then I didn't have a marker with me when I saw her again after. Gotcha. Um. Okay, what's the next one? Next, next up is, uh, if the club was stuck in a post-apocalyptic scenario, <laughs> would we be able to survive? What roles would different members have? This is from Miles of Flockin' Nerds. <laughs> I do think we'd be able to survive. Um, we could build a society based on love and structure and organization. <laughs> I would never survive um, in a post-apocalyptic. I think we'd be okay. You think? Yeah, yeah. All Musty right. uh, is a biochemist. He could handle water purification and uh, and, and growing. Uh, as well, Duke and Kevin are both very, uh, very good gardeners, uh, so they could help provide us with vegetables. Oh, good call. Um, I believe that uh, based on videos I've seen of J-Rock with a hammer, that he would be an excellent hunter and would be able to get us meat. <laughs> yeah, um, with that Tybalt video? Yeah. 
So now this could end you. The, the important, uh, <laughs> the biggest important thing about any society is structure and discipline at the top. And I think uh, between Derek and Eric um, and their mastery with spreadsheets and organization, that we have everything that we would need there, dude. You've got me sold. Yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, we are going to have to repopulate the planet, and we're going to want these children to be as uh, genetically helped as possible. They yeah. need the best genes. So best Joe genes. is going to have to be the father of all the children. I could see a family of Joe <laughs> children. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, we got some engineers. We're yeah. I guess we're all, I guess we're all right, buddy. <laughs> we're set. We're set. Yeah. Uh, we have teachers in the club. Troy's a teacher. Uh, I think. Sark is a teacher as well. It's Kevin's wife. Oh, my God. Um, so education will still continue on. Uh, I yeah. can bag the bodies. You can bag the bodies. <laughs> I can. I know how to prep people for surgery. Sure. Colleen and I both have advanced first aid training. So, I mean, we're not performing any surgeries, but uh, oh, man, I can talk least, you through we can it. give you foot powder and an aspirin. I will talk you through it. You'll be all right. So I think we'd be okay, Miles. What about you? Let, let us know in the forums what you think and who would fill what roles. Uh, I, uh, I think we could do it. Uh, at first, I was skeptical. But now I'm on board. Next up. If there was a Cartridge Club TV show, what would it be about? Who would be the star? Now, I already, this is from Josh at Frantic Society. Yeah. I already have an answer for this that I like, but I want to hear you first. Oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe like a Seinfeld? Like a Seinfeld show? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know who would be who, though. <laughs> I pictured a Conan O'Brien-style talk show with the host of Bill. Um, oh, I Bill from that. STC has a, a, an excellent way of digging down deep when people uh, are talking to him and getting the most out of them. As well, he's funny, he's personable, uh, and he's easy to get along with. You feel safe talking to him. Uh, as well, you could have Joe fill the role of the Andy Richter, the sort of uh, comedic relief <laughs> on the side. And uh, Kevin, who is a, a musician, could play the oh, role of Max Weinberg. That would be awesome. I mean, these guys are all these guys are all already in Ontario. This could exist. This might be happening as we speak. Yeah. So that's what I would see, yeah. Max Conan uh, O'Brien style talk show where he interviews members of the club. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, make that happen. I take back my stance. Although I could see a Seinfeld too, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do it up. Uh, I actually pitched a podcast idea to Bill that I'm hoping he goes through with. Ooh. What is it about? Can't tell you. Next up. Oh, spoilers. Will we see you at Cartridge Con in Chicago next year, P2, from Mrs. Q Dog? Yep, you bet. And actually, my wife is current. I'm banging Megan too. She's currently, so she's already found a list of things she wants to do in Chicago. We're gonna arrive a couple days early before um, to do some sightseeing. Uh, not only has she found that list now, now she's planning out the day by hour. Wow. My my wife's a big planner. So uh, are you guys gonna fly down? We're flying down. Yeah, it's like four hundred dollars round trip. Yeah, no, I think it's more. I looked today. It was three hundred eighty dollars round trip. It went down. Then that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, we're on board. We're, we're gonna make it happen. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming we're gonna make it happen. If it, if the cartridge club thing happens in Chicago next year, we will be there. It is happening next year. I believe it's July twenty seventh to twenty ninth. I should specify whenever it happens, we'll be there. <laughs> uh, next up. What Nintendo character is most likely to be Sonic's long-lost lover? This is Diego, a Latino lawyer. Say it again. Which Nintendo character is yeah. most likely to be Sonic's long-lost lover? Oh, all right. Um, hmm. huh. Who is really slow? Because I think it would be the opposite, because opposites attract. Oh, good call. Maybe Wario? What? He's slow. <laughs> Wario? Yeah. You mean Wario? I'm going to say Wario. 
Wario is going to be <laughs> Sonic's long lost lover. Sonic goes fast. Wario is slow. Takes his time. Sonic's a good guy. Wario's a bad guy. Opposites attract. That's my answer. Yeah, I guess I can't argue that. Um... This dead air is great podcasting. I suck at thinking on the spot. You want me to give you another game signed by people? <laughs> I'm so frazzled. No, I'm good. Yeah, we'll go with Kirby. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, next up. <laughs> did you see the mysterious trailer on the Girlfriend Versus channel from Curtis? Sure did. Yeah, I can't wait for that video to come out. Curtis I, has teased. I made a comment on Twitter. I just realized we never talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Curtis has teased a new Girlfriend's Versus. Yeah. Uh, if you listen carefully to the trailer, you can make out some voices in there. <laughs> some That you voices. might recognize. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to see those couples on screen. Oh, has there been a date announced yet? I don't believe so. I can't wait. And from Steven Eider, what did P2 think of Last Tango in Paris? I have not watched it. I've heard some disturbing things about it. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can watch it. Did you re- read about the... I yeah. think it was you that pointed it out. I liked it, it yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, I don't think I could, I could, I don't think I could do that. Um, but what did I see recently that had a really... Uh, Big Brother this year had a really weird, quirky love story. And that's... Cody and Jessica. Yeah. And I love weird, quirky love stories. I wouldn't say it's weird and quirky. Dude, they, they are... I would have never put them together. She's desperate and clingy, and he's a psychopath. It, it, that's why it works. <laughs> that's why it works. I love stuff like that. All right. Um, you know what else I love? Anyway, I just love weird. Let's move on. <laughs> and the last question of the night from Catherine at Flock of Nerds. Do you have a cure for a Cartridge Club withdrawal? If so, please share... Oh. I'm currently afflicted. Catherine, there is no cure for Cartridge Club withdrawal. All you can do is uh, the same thing that I do uh, with games is I didn't take a single picture this weekend. You didn't? No, no one. Um, I keep those memories in my head and in my heart. And whenever I need to see them again or whenever I feel like I miss those people, I just go back to those memories. Um, So over the last couple of days... You know, if I had, was having a particularly rough situation, a rough time, or if I was found myself, you know, sort of blue, I would think back to uh, sitting with Eric at the table uh, at uh, at Joe's and him asking me, uh, you know, when when are the next Sega videos coming? Um, <laughs> I uh, I think back funny. to Dave and Buster's and uh, Colleen playing games with Lauren or my uh, my trivia uh, competition against Miles there. Ooh, um, you had a trivia competition? Yeah. Who won? Uh, I think I won one. He won one. I believe. What was the trivia? Just random trivia. Who did it? It was a game machine. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think of the Barry Game Exchange when uh, I went over to James's table and I uh, I asked him to see that Fire Emblem Repro that he had talked about because I was curious about it and it turned out he had set it aside because he wanted to give it to me as a gift. I'm looking at it right now. It is legit looking. Yeah. Um, I just go into my memories for these uh, these times, Catherine. Uh, and you are especially, especially lucky because you have a Cartridge Club member right there in your home that you can hug and tell him you love and then you can talk about those memories with him. Uh, and all I have is my brother who wasn't there and will never understand the joy that we all had. I got this cart now, though. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, start playing in Chicago. It'll probably make you feel better, too. It's uh, Oh, yeah, I think they're going. Plan it up. Just start planning what you want to do there, and it will keep you excited. I'm working for my wife. so <laughs> Nice. That's all we have for the show today, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can... See this and other great podcast videos and blogs from our community. Uh, if you're already a member of the Cartridge Club, thank you. 
Uh, you can also head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where you can donate as much or as little as you like and every cent donated goes to improving the club. I'm player one. I am player two. CC Unite.